Late Night Talk on 702. For the curious. As I mentioned, we do, of course, have Edward Chamberlain Bell in the studio from Travel Josie Style and, of course, the Josie's amazing, amazing website, Josie Style. Edward, thank you once again for joining us and welcome. Always a pleasure, Asanga. So I was just mentioning to Ed, I was like, oh my gosh, Ed, he does so much. He's so um, well admired in the in the industry. And uh, yeah, if you, if you do own a business and you are online or if you're not online, he'd be a good person to speak to. And um, of course, we always count on him for everything, food, travel, everything in Johannesburg, beyond just the assumptions, but the actual experiences. And that's what Ed does well with regards to the experiences. And he gives people a vivid picture of what what to expect and um, we're starting today with uh, is it Ant's restaurant here I go because that's part of the education mispronouncing and learning these new amazing restaurants I'm just going to call it NC restaurant so it is spelt E-N-C-E actually I've seen multiple spellings for it Mm -hmm. but it is definitely NC restaurant might also be NCW restaurant according to their website but is that ambiguity good for brand management? You know, maybe they are rebranding, but the fact is that their food speaks for themselves, that when you know where it is, you know where it is. And it is on the corner of, literally, just as you pass Judas Street going into Melville, mm. and it looks like somebody's house. I had no idea that there was a restaurant I love there. these quaint, unassuming venues with incredible substance. What can we expect in this kind of venue when you walk in? You say it's homely. I would say it's homely. It it actually looks like, you know, you know your friends who've got money, who've got <laughs> nice houses. That's what it looks like. Friends with money, who've got a beautiful that is a home. Perfect description because I think everyone identifies with that. <laughs> you know, you you've always got your. I don't know when I look at our house. Our house is very simple and modest, and I look at friends of ours, very simple and modest. And then you've got friends whose houses look like they come out of top billing. Mm. And you sort of wonder, what do they do for a living? But some people just have great, great tastes and they manage Mm. to make things happen. So anyhow, I'll actually share everything online later. It looks like a person's home. Mm -hmm. When you go inside, the restaurant is divided into three sections of the home. And... The main focus of the food is actually using local food um, Mm -hmm. that is locally sourced, but I love it and I often mention this, Mm -hmm. but they compost all their own leftovers and they grow a lot of their own vegetables. One of the chefs says, yes, one of the chefs have got a family farm, so they know exactly where everything is coming from. But this is what they do as a point of difference. Mm. And I know it's going to sound like a cliche, mm-hmm. but they talk about marrying food and art. And I know lots of restaurants say this, but really all they're doing is they're getting free paintings from artists, throwing it on the wall and praying that if it sells, it sells. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And maybe a live performance once a week. <laughs> Something is like performance art comes in. But what they do is they've got, they're doing this on a monthly basis. They're having exhibitions by South African artists. And then what they're doing is they are recreating a menu based upon the artist's work and their history and their life story. The artist who's exhibiting at the moment is John Vusi Mufupi. And a lot of his work, I mean, if you just look at this catalog very quickly, a lot of his work all looks like collages. Believe it or not, these paintings, not even paintings. So deliberate, my goodness. These artworks are actually made from torn out pieces of paper from magazines. You would never say so. It actually looks almost impressionistic. I think you need to get me an interview, Ed. We need to get, well, I'll get you an interview with pleasure. (laughs) 
And be careful what you say if, because if that's we, a. If we are friends. <laughs> yeah, we are friends. But that's like a verbal commitment. How's the food? Food, food, food is divine. And what they did, I mean, they based their menu menus on textures. They mm. called it textures, colors, and collages, merging food, art, and wine, mm -hmm. inspired by the art of John Vusi Mufupi. Mm -hmm. I hope I say his name correctly. And the date, sorry. I think it is running for a month, mm -hmm. and I believe the new menu is changing on the 2nd of April. 2nd of April. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're actually not too sure what the menu is going to be yet, mm -hmm. or if they are sure, they weren't telling us. But upon arrival, we had a couple of canapés. What was very, very clever, I thought, was they took Dombolo and Chakalaka. Mm. Now we're talking about Chakalaka. Yes, yes, and the origins. We Actually, I stand corrected. I've now found three different origins of Chakalaka. Wow. It could have come from the prisons, it could have come mm. from mine workers, mm. or it could have come from the townships. Mm. Uh, we don't know where exactly, so it's, there's a lot I, of mythology behind I Chakalaka. I love that. I love that honest reflection. I have to be and honest. that's why we can trust it because I think authenticity is one of those things that I really get from you. And I loved, <laughs> well, Ed I think is very sentimental to an extent when it comes to his work and being passionate and you you can be mis uh, misconstrued sometimes by people and you mentioned that, you know what, sometimes people may like you, you may not be their cup of tea sometimes of the days and sometimes may even get backed out. But anyway, I love that authenticity and that shows in his work with regards to that and um, what would you say was the highlight of your visit at NC Restaurant? You know what? I'm not going to uh, say the food. I'm going to say the illustrious media company that they invited. Really, and don't ask me for names. Is it a reflection on the quality of uh, what is being produced? You know, I go to a lot of social media foodie events and they are not media. Um, they mm. don't have an opinion. They don't understand food. Yes, we can all eat food. But if you don't understand the context of a menu or the context mm. of an ingredient. So I judge a lot of events by the caliber of the media that they invite. So to be invited and to be included mm. at this particular launch, it was hosted at the restaurant, they hosted about 14 media and it was a great networking opportunity. Mm. And I think that also speaks a lot to the caliber of the restaurant mm. is the caliber of people who are invited. And that's, I mean, um, from a PR and strategic point of view, that's incredible. I, d I just thought it's it was quite deliberate. Brilliant. Yeah, One person who was there who I thought... I don't know, I didn't see how she fitted in as a foodie, was Claire Johnson from Mango Groove. But she is such delightful entertainment. She's anything but a diva. Mm. And it's Mango for the years, clearly. Yeah. Mango Groove had just celebrated their 30th year. We were talking about it recently. Yes. Their 30th year since their first single, but mm. they have been performing music for 34 years. Wow. But Claire Johnson is so down to earth. Yeah. And I have to admit, I even said I want to have a selfie with her because mm. just meeting her. No, I think it's quite deliberate, the fact that it's topical. And to be relevant in that aspect and to say that you're celebrating culture, I mean, if you pay homage, people always pay attention. Yes. And the other thing that I will say that they did very well, because I sort of mentioned it earlier, mm -hmm. a lot of restaurants say that they're marrying food and yes, art. Yes. But honestly, when you look at the dishes, the way that they were plated, the chefs definitely played with color and textures. Okay. And you almost got the impression that their food had been reconstituted to the form of confetti matching 
the collages of all the artworks. Wow. So I thought it was absolutely brilliant. So the quality of the food is not compromised by the artistic aspirations? Not at all. That's the other thing. It's like food might, yes, food has to look good, but more importantly, it has to taste good as well. Mm. They did a gravelax of salmon with avocado and carrots. And then they also did a venison fillet with barbecue and more carrots. They also had a gnocchi option with charcoal, mm-hmm. but ugh, gnocchi is just one thing I can't do. I'm not a pasta, mm-hmm. stodgy, ricey person, mm-hmm. so gnocchi was never going to happen. Just a, a quick uh, disclaimer there. If you'd like, I also um, absolutely, I, I always take notes and I write about because when I have friends visiting Jobik, they always expect you to know all of these things and I always use Ed as a compass. And if you'd like a glossary of all these terms, because when I nod and say, mm, sometimes <laughs> I'm almost lost as well because he's very specific about about the, he doesn't just go and eat your food if you do invite him to a restaurant. And I'm sure you've gotten a clear picture of uh, NC Restaurant. But we do also have other things to talk about. But before we move on from NC Restaurant, can you just give us details of, of where it is exactly and how people can get there? And just to make sure we close off that discussions and anything that you'd like us to know more. It is 46 Main Road, Melville. And their website is NCW Restaurant. I will share that on my social media platforms to make it easier easier for people Mm -hmm. or you can actually just google them ncw restaurant right and of course uh, as i mentioned that glossary for you to be able to implement all of this lovely information is jersey style dot you changed joburg joburg yeah that's also quite always been dot there's Mm. i used to have jersey style dot co's and then i thought there's no point Mm. now i see somebody else has taken jersey style dot co's but i Mm. thought start a revolution i'm always going to be on the top (laughs) can i tell you one thing quickly very funny before we move on i subscribe to the hello joburg magazine Mm. i'm love the owners the editors as well we've collaborated or i've been invited to their events Mm. but and this is what i thought was very clever about choosing the word josie style because it's the kind of Mm. word that anybody can use Mm. but i saw in their latest newsletter their headline was how to travel to Johannesburg, Jersey style. And mm. I couldn't help it. If you were to but, reference but or... take a take a little dig at them. So yeah. I commented on Twitter and I took a screen grab and I said, oh, hello, Joburg magazine. Everybody knows that Jersey style is one word. And hello, Joburg magazine were very cool. They actually replied back saying, Ed, we knew you were going to say something like that. So it's actually quite fun when you can have fun with people. Yeah. So, and yeah, course, it's another newsletter people can subscribe to is Hello Joburg. Mm. And then, of course, there's the travel aspect of uh, Josie Style because we try to make sure it's holistic. And Ed has very smartly so moved into uh, relatable topics such as travel and marrying food and an entire experience. And one of those, of course, we're focusing on travel to Tao. Yes. Tell us more about that. Travel to Tao. I went to Tao about four years ago. And I remember when I wrote my first review, I said I yearn to return. I mm. just love that word. Mm. And then recently, I was... That's for them now, Ed. Don't get, uh, don't get sleazy with that. You gave that to them. You can't use that for another review for another location. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Be more imaginative. Never do the same thing. But I never, like it, though. I like it. I never hope, do I hope you've copyrighted twice. it. <laughs> I should have copyrighted it. Actually, when I changed my blog, I took, you told me there was something, I forget what I said. Mm. Um, you said that I'd said something and I should copyright it. Mm. So I deliberately wrote it into my review. I thought, well, if Wasanga likes it, <laughs> I'm going to make sure everybody knows that I said it first. Mm. But what I love about Tao is, first of all, I'm never going camping. I don't want to walk places. I want 
a shuttle that is going to ferry me up and down or I want one of those, I don't know what you call them, game range car things. We must discuss glamping another time, sorry. Glamping. Another time. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But this is what was so great. Well, sad news was a couple of years ago, towers literally burnt down. They were struck Mm. by lightning Mm. and it's thatch roofing, blah, 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 blah. I'm so impressed that literally they've risen like the phoenix from the ashes, still maintaining five-star quality. Wow. Their dining isn't there. Well, they tell you up front, it's not a fine dining destination. Mm -hmm. It is a wholesome dining destination, hearty food. Mm -hmm. And also, you can go on two game drives a day. They're famous for the big five. Mm -hmm. But you work up such an appetite. And some of the pictures that I've shared on my blog, um, there's probably more food on my plate than what (laughs) there's actually plate. Mm. But you work up such an appetite. And we're very lucky because we did get to see the big five. So the portions are generous, I take it. It's mostly buffet. Mm. You can help yourself. And also, Tao has a lot of catering. Before you go on a game drive, you have, for example, coffee rusts and biscuits. Mm. On the game drive, you stop for a coffee break with Amarillo, which is always a treat. When you get back, you have breakfast. You can have tea in the middle of the day. You have lunch. You have an afternoon tea. Before you go on your afternoon drive, you have another bit of patkos or a Mm. snack. And when you get back from your game drive, there is even more food. I must admit, I couldn't eat all the food, but Mm. if you're the kind of person who has a generous appetite Mm -hmm. and are not watching your waistline, by all means, nobody's going to starve at Tao. What's the balance between free time and activities? How how are you allowed? Is there some room for you to connect with nature without someone saying, there's a lion over there in five kilometers? Is there that level of freedom to an extent? There's plenty of freedom. It's your holiday. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game drives are at specific times, but it's not compulsory for you to do the game drives. Mm-hmm. My husband only did one game drive, whereas it, I did five. <laughs> I went because I just found every single day game drive has a different experience. Okay. And we are quite lucky because we witnessed lions hunting and killing and attacking a buck. And then we drove around a second day and we actually saw they were guarding the carcass. But I'm not exaggerating. We mm. were like literally five meters away from the lion. How safe is this? I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I like the whole term adventure tourism, but are we safe? We are very safe. <laughs> I don't want to be on a viral video. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very safe. And actually, the game the, the, the game range is actually very knowledgeable. Mm. And they can also read the signs. Okay. So if you get too close, or if the lines are looking antagonistic, mm-hmm. they know to pull away. Um, What's the distance from Johannesburg? Let's talk logistics. And Johannesburg costs. to Tau is literally a four-hour drive. It is on okay. the border going to Botswana, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's quite a pleasant drive. What I always recommend is find interesting ways along the way to actually stop and mm. have a cup of coffee at a restaurant. A support, and this is what is also quite cool, is if – I'm trying to think of some of the towns that we drove through – but, I mean, we needed to get refreshments. So mm. we stopped at one little town and I think it was, I don't want to mention names. Mm-hmm. can't remember the names. But also spend some money in those local okay. towns. Um, let's talk costs. How Cost. much would this for, let's say, an average South African couple? <laughs> for the, oh, the average South African couple. Oh, isn't couple. it for the average South African couple? <laughs> the average South African couple cannot afford to go to town. Mm. Unless you say, but it's definitely a bucket list destination. Yes, yes, yes. For two nights for two people, it was 30,000 rand. Right. And, right. <laughs> now we have context. <laughs> but 
I can tell you this much is that you don't feel like you've been shortchanged mm. or nickel or dimed. It really is a generous, generous. So this would be a great uh, milestone kind of event to say that we're celebrating something special. I would say if it's an anniversary, mm-hmm. a honeymoon. And actually, you know, when you look at people traveling internationally, they do spend that kind of money traveling internationally. True, true. So why not spend it locally? Mm. And what I love is the conservation aspect of Tau because they don't allow hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I've got anything against hunting. I hate trophy hunting, though. Yes. But they were saying animals are not going to trust humans if they associate you with hunting. So, And also, there were a couple mm. of poaching incidents, yes. so they're very vigilant about poaching. Mm. But if you want five-star luxury, definitely Tau Game Lodge is a very serious contender. As, and, as Ed always likes to say, he's luxury so and leisure. And he choose, I love the way that you don't work with any brand that doesn't fit your your, your profile. So in terms of, uh, the, the, we've got so much to talk about and so little time, what would we prioritize in terms of talking about vampire facials, street smart fundraiser, I like that one, and digital marketing? just in the last few minutes. How much time have we got? We've just got nine minutes. Nine minutes. Mm. Do you know what I would actually... Actually, let's talk about digital marketing. Mm. What I would touch on is when you mentioned that I focus on luxury. Mm. And the reason why I do that is not because I want to be pretentious or anything, but everything that I've done on previous radio stations Mm. or that I've done on my blog or I've done on social media, Mm. I've noticed that my followers and my listeners gravitate towards aspirational or affluent experiences. Mm. And I've always said, I'm not the kind of blogger, I'm not a bleeding heart blogger that shares my every thought because my thoughts really are not that interesting. (laughs) Um, Unlike what some bloggers might like to think theirs are. Mm. So for me, I think I tailor all my content to suit my audience Mm. and it's worked for me. And I'm very grateful that my audience doesn't want budget beauty buys or Mm. um, cheapest way to wash your dishes. So I've got a really cool audience online and on radio Mm. and that's who I cater for. So Mm. I just think you'll never find me being an envelope chaser going to everything. Mm. And... How do you say no respectfully? Regret, I'm busy. Um, and hopefully, after the third or fourth time, they've they heard get the, the message. They get the message. Yeah. But I have had some publicists who've said, you'll never come to our event because it's beneath you. And the truth is, no event is beneath me. Mm. But I also know, and it, like, for example, is I don't do a lot of uh, community work or charity work. There are three charities or NGOs that I support. Mm-hmm throw my full weight behind them. Street Smart is one of them mm-hmm. because I do think if you can afford the luxury of going to restaurants, mm. you can afford to actually feed a street child. Mm. And Street Smart does a lot more than just feeding street children. They educate them, they home them. Typical of you, Ed, not to just throw money at your guilt. <laughs> I actually, and this is why I found is because people that tell me I tend to support community projects too vigorously mm. and I thought fair. Is and there they such said, a thing? Well, you know what, when you're supporting everything from heal the world to trying to cure cancer, breast cancer, uh-huh. prostate cancer, okay. uh, blindness awareness week, and I, I've mm. always thought I've got those platforms, use them. Mm-hmm. But I've heard it again and again, they think, geez, Ed, stop. Mm. So I support Street Smart. I love supporting 67 Blankets. Mm. And then also Edith Venter's playing for Pink, which raises money for cancer. Three mm. things that I feel very strongly about. Mm. And I'll tell you, I mean, we've been talking about moving for such a long time. <laughs> We have found, we, uh, when you look at the floods that happened, look at me, I'm 
Yeah. Another thing. You look at the floods in Mozambique, and although it's not South African, these are our African neighbors. True. They are Africans mm. on the African continent. Mm. Um, but while we were fighting, literally bitching at home. Where do we find space for everything? And how many Tupperwares and pots and pans do we need? Mm. And when I was looking at 67 Blankets initiative to collect anything, mm. food, books, whatever, mm. for, and because basically these Mozambican people they're are destitute. now refugees. Yeah. yeah, they're destitute. They don't have homes. Mm. Um, I was looking at all the stuff we had and I said, not that we have a lot, mm. but I thought, you know what, I've got like 12 wooden spoons and 12 spatulas because mm. I collect them. Mm. But I thought, you know what, we can actually donate. So we mm. had a spare bed, we've got uh, spare duvets. And when we looked at it, we said, you know, what, it's, a, it's a terrible thing to say mm. this flood couldn't have come at a better time mm. because now we can actually clear out our house and we can donate it, give it to 67 Blankets and they're going to ship it over to or not ship it over, truck mm. it over to Mozambique. And I mean, if you've ever moved into a place and you were basically just starting off, it means so much, just a pot, a pan, basics, and those kind of things are very important. And I'm so interested in the street smart fundraiser. I love the holistic approach. Ed. Can you just tell us a bit more about that? Restaurant week is coming up, but what I'm going to encourage people to do mm. is go into the street smart website, just Google street smart, Ed, how did you leave out Restaurant Week? <laughs> what, what, what happens with Restaurant Week? Um, restaurant Week didn't invite me to a couple of their media events. So I don't feel the necessity to give okay, them. Okay, bye. We're not gonna, if they're not <laughs> our friends, then we're not friends with them either. But, but th- I do want to support Street Smart. Yes. And Restaurant Week is helping supporting Street Smart. So Google Street Smart, see what they do. What I love about Street Smart, any money that you donate stays in the city that you donate. So if you're living in Middleburg or Pretoria or Brackisfontein and you donate five rand to a street smart restaurant, mm. that money stays in your town. And this is something that I feel very passionate so about. Smart. Sometimes, and it's like, uh, okay, people often mm. aren't in control of their circumstances and we can't judge people if they become homeless. And I often think we have to remind ourselves they're not homeless, they are people. Just mm. because they don't have a home doesn't make them, mm. they're not criminal or violent. But it literally breaks my heart when I see children that are starving mm. and begging for money in the street. And also it exposes them to yes. predators Exploitation. and drugs and prostitution, mm. everything. And it was this founder, Melanie Burke of Street Smart. She and myself were having a bit of a discourse. Yes. Sounds more polite than a disagreement. And I mm. said, you know, I always pack my own lunch and I often have leftovers. Mm. And if I see a hungry person, a st- uh, mm. street child, especially a street child, mm. Mm. and I've got an apple or a banana or a leftover salad mm. or something, mm. I'd give it to them and Melanie was saying, please don't. Mm. She said, the longer you keep those children on the street, the longer you expose them to potential abuse. Rather refer them to a street smart It's a difficult discussion because we we do have those conversations with ourselves. Like, am I enabling them to be on the street? Am I maybe opening up an opportunity where someone wants to exploit them may do the the same thing? It's never really black and white to that extent. But I like the, the... the consistency she has beyond just saying, no, don't feed them. You couldn't. She's like, okay, but what's the solution? What's the alternative? Yes. And another great thing about Street Smart, all their money goes towards the initiatives that they talk about. There's mm. no hidden expenses and admin fees, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Because I look at a lot of NGOs, they certainly are very profitable. And right. 
make a lot of money, but I no don't, one says this in public. I don't see how much of that money actually goes towards the cause that I'm supporting. And then it just also desensitizes the public from talking about charity because, first of all, it's not appealing to think about um, other people's strife. Because I always say that it takes a lot of courage to be to be to be compassionate. Not everyone has that uh, understanding. That okay, they say, but why didn't they work for it? It's that simple. They don't understand, as you said, that you don't choose to be in those situations. But Ed, as usual, it's always a pleasure i know that we never have enough time for everything but we always appreciate your insights can you just tell our audience who are gnashing their teeth at how much they've missed this uh, incredible story you talked about nc restaurant travel to Tao, and also street smart smart fundraiser and just the uh, digital marketing aspects of course there's the podcast they can get a hold of can you give us your contact details where they can get a hold of you any competitions this week um i've got a competition coming up in a few days time i just need to organize those details but if people don't get in touch with me and i love it when mm. radio 702 listeners message me through facebook or through twitter mm. or they email me even mm. if i don't put a competition up when's the competition coming up mm. but it is josiestyle.joburg and then also facebook twitter instagram josiestyle one word and what i've also done i'm in the process of redesigning my website so it's a new Ooh. look website Go and have a look, check it out, and tell me what you think about it. Because like I say, it is the blog is for the readers, mm. and if they don't like it, I don't like it. That's Edward Chamberlain-Bell. You can catch him on Um 